0: Wow, the longer you walk with God, you know that God is so good, and He is taking care of His people, amen? It's wonderful to be His children.
1: Good morning, everybody. So I went on the mission trip with my parents, and I asked them, you know, it's been like I wanted to go to Europe for so long, just like for personal, and I thought like, hey, they're going on a mission trip. I'm going to go shopping. And so, at first, I was going to go to on the mission trip, just as like a little vacation to Europe, and God really turned it around to be a mission trip for myself, really. And to see what God can do when you allow Him is the most amazing thing in the world. When we landed in Germany, we went straight to the church camp, and people there are so filled with love, and they just want to serve you, and it's just like God moves, and And it's just amazing to see the people, how much they love God there. It's it's like a whole different level. It's like, to summarize it, really, it's like, we are so comfortable here in the States. To see people so hungry on a different level. To Here in the States, we're like, okay, we got church. We got Pastor Lau. We got the CD ministry. I'll take it when I want it. But to see people put their arms up and to say, God, you are all I have and I cannot live without you, it brought tears to my eyes. Because it's like, people are so desperate for God. And it just makes me wonder, why aren't we that desperate for God? And we need to be that desperate for God. Because God only works for how much you allow him to. God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So we say, hey, God, you can only work in the church this much. He's only going to work. But to see people say, hey, this is your church and this is all I have. You take it all. God moves and God delivers and God sets people free. That's what he does. And I want, I want that for our church and I want us to have a new spiritual awakening to really let God move. I mean, forget religion and forget like being, you need to be humble and you need to let God move in a whole different way because God comes to restore, God comes to heal, and God comes to deliver from bondages, from generational curse. And this mission trip, we really focused on deliverance and generational curse. And you know what? People are in bondage. Everyday people, when you walk around and you see them, they look fine and they look okay, but when God moves, those demons come out, and it's like He didn't even have to cast them out; they came out because God's presence was so strong. And then Pastor Sam was there leading worship, and it was so anointed and it was amazing. And Germany was great. We we went to England, and um, this small group wanted to meet my dad, and we just thought like, you know, it'll be like five six people just really short meeting about starting a church or something we went into a little uh, salon and there was like 30 people there and my dad gave the best sermon i have ever heard in my life it was like it was like literally listening to jesus on the mountain and everyone was sitting like this like their eyes could not get off him he gave the most amazing lesson about why we need the fire of god and made even my spiritual eyes was like wow That really makes sense. And this lady, I don't know if you guys were here last week. This lady, she was there, this Thai woman. She has been so attacked by demons for so long, for two years. And she told my dad that God gave her a dream or a vision that she saw my parents' face. And she said that these two will deliver you. And it was just amazing to hear all the testimonies. And even when we worship, it was like people were just coughing. They just started coughing because demons had to come out. When the presence of God is there, people get delivered. You can't help it. And it and me and my dad were just talking like, how can the church go without casting out demons? You have to do it because people are in bondage. People are they're just in this religion and they think that religion helps, but it's not. It's that deliverance that from God that really sets people free. And so London was just so amazing to see that that people are so hungry. And, you know, God only works in how much we allow him to work. And after that, we went to Switzerland and we met these amazing mothers, these Thai women that were literally the most generous people we have ever met in our lives. They were so generous, it made us feel uncomfortable because they were too generous. They would secretly take us out or pay for this and that. And it's just to see them honor the anointing of God, I just can't imagine how much God is going to bless them. And I really encourage everybody here—I'm sorry, I'm teaching the two- and three-year-olds, so I have to go and watch them. But I really encourage everybody, if you can, if you have the means, if you have the finances, or pray, you need to go on a mission trip with my dad. Because we're too comfortable here, and we need to see what God can do. And it's different to see—it's like a new level of hungerness I've never seen. And it's just like we need to get on that level, and it's just so amazing to see. So I encourage everyone to go— And I also encourage everyone here, do not take the fire of God for granted here. We do not even know how lucky we are to have, and I'm not saying this because he's my father, but to have this anointed man here, because like, I mean, like I said, God only works in how much we allow him. So if we as a church are in unity and we say, we want the fire of God, we're hungry, God moves and God hears his people. So don't take, our CD ministry for granted. Don't take an anointed man for granted. Don't take this church for granted. Because we got it good. We got it real good.
2: Amen. So. We got it good. We got it good.
1: <laughs> so I encourage everyone. Go on a mission trip. Sponsor the mission trip. Pray for him when he's there. It's tiring. You get on a plane. You get off the plane. And he's ministering already that night. For 10 days straight. So. So. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the leaders that go support them. The mission trip is amazing. I can't say enough. God deliver. God moves. God is so mighty, and you can't say enough for how good God is.
0: Thank you, Joy.
3: When the pastor laid hands on me, I don't know how it happened, but I just started to lay there and start to pray. And then... I don't know how it happened, but I kind of just saw God. And he put me on his lap. I couldn't see his face. It was very bright. And he wore, like, this slash, a white slash, and a white dress. And he didn't talk to me. He just put me on his lap. And I saw two things of heaven, one with a bridge of water under it, And a park with trees and grass. And I saw animals and people or angels running. I don't know where.
0: How do you respond to this experience?
3: That God just wanted me to know that he was real.
0: She said that when the pastor lay hand on her, she just lie down and pray to God. And while she was lying down, she saw God showed up in a white cloth and pick her up and put her on his lap. And then she saw the vision of heaven. She saw the angels and the tree and the rivers. It's like the book of Revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Faith. As I shared this morning, that if you look from the book of Genesis down to the book of Revelation, you will re- learn that heaven has been open and has never been closed. The open heaven is still for us today, and we can all experience the things from heaven on earth here. Some of you may see vision like her. Some of you, Jesus, may show up in your bedroom and talk to you. Some of you may see the angels. You can hear the word of prophecy. God can direct you and lead you. We are still living in the time of open heaven. Amen. God bless you, Faith. Thank you so much for spending time and share with us. So God really showed up last night. Amen. I want to say something quickly. I learned one thing about the kingdom of God. is so important that we need to come to him like a child. We should not come to him with our smartness, our great ability. We should come to him like a simple child. And the reason in this revival service we lie down because somebody get knocked down by God. They could not stand. They just get knocked down. And that happened to me many times. I could not stand when The preacher lay hand on me, I just collapse on the ground. But maybe 80% of the time, I purposefully lie down. Because when I am on the floor, I can pray and I can talk to God. And because God see me that I'm so humble, I'm so desperate for God. I want him to touch me. I want him to talk to me. He see my action. He responds to me. So lying down is a time to really spend time with God and because faith showed that she really want to know God, she lie down and pray and spend time with him and he shows up to meet her and open heaven is there for her to see. You know that heaven is still open today. But the reason we don't see God because we think we are smarter than God and we are not sensitive to His touch and His way. So that's why we never see Him, we never contact Him. So we need to get rid of our pride and come to God like a little kid and allow Him to do His work. Amen? That's how the kingdom of God works. He wants us to experience open heaven. He wants us to be touched by Him. He still wants to grab us and touch us and do something marvelously For us every single day. Everyone say, open heaven. heaven. In the New Testament, the Bible used the word, when Jesus came out from the water, God tore apart heaven. When you tear something apart, you cannot put it back. It's still open because he tear the heaven apart for God's people to meet him and to experience him directly. If it can happen to faith, a young girl, it can happen to you if you come to him with the same heart like a child. Amen? Praise God. Let's give a hand to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
4: Thank you very much, Pastor. I really appreciate it. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. <laughs> so, just kind of start off, um, you know, thank you very much for everybody here just being really open and really welcoming and um, just really blessed um, people here. And and I've had a long journey, you know, to get to this point. Um, you know, it wasn't always—church uh, wasn't always my favorite place to go. But, um, you know, being—I was raised Catholic, um, went to church— when I was younger all the time, but I really didn't quite um, get anything out of it. You know, I was just kind of going through the motions. Uh, you know, I would listen to the preachers, you know, and I felt there, there was a God out there, but I wasn't convinced. You know, I felt that, you know, my life was just, uh, I felt like I was just just surviving, just kind of coasting through life. Um, you know, and I met my wife uh, a long time ago, um, let's see, 16 years ago now, and, you know, we <laughs> we've we had our ups and downs. Um, actually, when I met her, she she was a Christian already, and she actually was the one getting me to go to church, you know, getting me to read the Bible, getting me to pray. Um, You know, and it wasn't something that I was really interested in, but, you know, because I was trying to make this thing work and I really wanted to maybe see if there really was a God, maybe there really was something out there that I didn't understand, that I couldn't see, that I didn't understand completely. But, you know, so I would go to church, you know, I I would do, you know, the things that I was supposed to do as a Christian, but I didn't feel like I was a Christian. Um, you know, I really had a lot of doubts. Um, You know, I struggled a lot. Uh, I bartended for a long time, you know, especially like on the weekends at nightclubs and stuff. So I was really living in a sinful life, and I really didn't um, understand um, how to be a Christian, I guess. And I just really never, I could never really um, relate to what I heard on Sundays at church and message that the the pastor was trying to bring forth, I guess because I wasn't open to there really being a God. I wanted to believe, but I wasn't convinced. And so, you know, through the ups and downs, uh, you know, that I've gone through in my life, you know, I've hit bottom a few times. And, you know, it's been really, I guess, a really good learning experience for me because I didn't really, I, I think God made me go through everything that I went through So that I would be here today uh, and just really understand exactly what his plan is for my life, you know. And, you know, (laughs) I guess for me, like it really started changing about a year ago. Um, You know, I was I I felt like there was something more in my life that I was missing that, you know, I'm just living in this life of sin. I'm just coasting. And I just really felt like there was something more out there for me. And I, I didn't know what it was but i was seeking beginning to seek him even though i really didn't understand him and i really didn't feel his presence in my life because i just felt like i was just like i was almost like i was cursed like he was just constantly just slapping me down and i just it wasn't him but now that i realize that you know it was the opposite side but you know um i started going to a bible study about a year ago actually almost exactly a year ago to this day Um, I started going to a a Bible study on Thursday nights. It's a Seattle revival. They hold it here in the fireside room Uh, Thursday nights. uh, Phil Fisher, he's a great uh, influence on me to really get me to start coming to Bible study, really start opening up to God that, you know, maybe there's more um, out there for me. And so I started coming to Bible study, but I wasn't ready for church to start coming to church on a regular basis. You know, I, I didn't mind coming every now and then, but I'd given up on church. That was where I was at a year ago. I'd given up on church. I was kind of like, you know, I'm not, it's not really for me. That's how I felt. I just wasn't receiving anything out of it. And so, you know, I'd been going to Bible study for probably, you know, a couple months. And I started to really feel, starting to feel like there's something going on here. I didn't know what it was. You know, I didn't know exactly what he was doing in my life, but I knew he was working in my life somehow. And the problem with me was I was bartending all night on the weekends. And so I couldn't come in. I could come in on Sundays, but I really didn't want to. I wasn't motivated. I was really tired. Um, but I didn't know how to get out of that situation and move forward so that I could start attending to church. And, you know, I prayed about it for a long time. And, you know, just finally one day I just took the leap of faith and I just stepped away from my old life, my old job, just walked away, Um, you know, just really started to put my eyes on Jesus, and really start focusing on God in my life, and, you know, I still struggle, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's been a really tough year, but I know that he has great big things in store for me, and just, you know, coming to church for the first time, I think it was October or November, I think it was early November was the first time I attended church here and i sat right up here in the front row <laughs> i wasn't i didn't know what to expect i was just like okay let's do this so you know pastor Lau preached a really good service and then after the service he did a um a prayer or he was casting out demons that day and i was like okay i am not sure what this is all about but you know i'll i'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll stick around and i'll see what uh what, what's going to happen and um <laughs> Boy, my life changed after that day. Um, it really did. It, it really did. Because he, you know, he prayed for me. He, I had probably so many demons in me from just over the years. Just just all these things in my life. And, man, that day, he released them all. I mean, they were... I, <laughs> it was... It was almost like... God just grabbed me and said, wake up, wake up, I need you. So, you know, I, I felt the physical presence of God that day, and that really opened my eyes um, to what he has in store for my life. You know, I know I'm here for a reason. You know, he brought me to this church, and, I, and everybody has just been so amazing here at this church. Pastor Lau is such an anointed teacher. He really, he really delivers the, the message with such passion and, and just really good clarity. He doesn't um, throw a bunch of dilution in his message. It's straight from the Bible. It's, it's, it's what God wanted us to hear, and he does a great job delivering it. And I've never had a preacher or a pastor really deliver the message like he does. So thank you so much, Pastor. I mean, you've really, really opened my eyes, and you've really helped me um, move forward and, and, and continue on my uh, mission towards God. And I mean, it's just been such a blessing to come to this church. You know, I, I've, i slowly, um, got family members. They're coming to church too now. And you know, for me, <laughs> I, you, if you would have asked me even a year ago that I'm going to be leading my family to Christ, that I'm going to be leading my family to church, I would have laughed. I said, yeah, yeah, right. I'm the the, the last person to lead someone to Christ, but, you know, he has a a purpose, and he has a plan for each and every one of us, and, you know, like I said, we still struggle each and every day. Every one of us falls short every single day, but through the grace of God, he forgives us as long as we repent and we keep our eyes on him. You know, we know that he is working in our lives, and even though we can't see him, and that was the hard thing for me, because I couldn't see him, or I couldn't you know, feel his presence until, you know, uh, recently, but he's always been with me. And I realize that now looking back at my life, all the things that's happened in my life, all the close calls that I almost died, just so many things in my life that have happened. I now know that God's always been with me. He never left me. And now, you know, I'm ready to walk down the path that he's laid for me. So I'm just really excited and I'm really happy to be at this church at New Hope International, and just everybody is just, I feel like it's a family, one big family here, and I'm still getting to know every one of you, so I, you know, I'm, it's it's a slow process, but I'm really bad with names, but I'm slowly getting to know everybody here, um, but Pastor Lau, Pastor Da, they've been just great, uh, they've really been a great influence on myself and my family, a really good godly influence, and I, I really appreciate everything that they've done for me, so... You guys, thank you so much for just being so open and welcome to me and my family here. And I really, really enjoy uh, coming here every week to, um, you know, get touched by the Holy Spirit. It, it's just, it's, it's great. I love it. Um, so thank you so much, Pastor.
0: You just speak English. I don't need to translate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just speak English.
5: Good evening, brothers and sisters. <laughs> my name is Ramita Suwan Warabun. It's a long Thai last name, right? Um, T. Uh, my nickname is Ti. Um, I'm a new believer. I accept Christ about six months ago. Um, before that, my life, my marriage life, in trouble. We fight all the time. (laughs) I yell all the time because I thought if I yell him harder, then I win the fight. (laughs) Uh, My husband sits right there. (laughs) 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 We had had two um, business. I had a small coffee shop and he has insurance um, company and We work a lot, and we don't really have time for each other, but we fight all the time, and we have small children with us. Then we decide to just sell our coffee shop uh, in last November. And um, the money that we should receive from the sale um, was still in the escrow. They won't release it to us because they need to check our taxes, uh, make sure we pay taxes up to date. And it's been over about a month. Then one night, my husband went to visit his client, and the next door was a Thai restaurant. And when he went in there, there was a group of Thai people uh, sitting there uh, doing, studying Bible. Then he called me and said, Hey, you should come over to this Thai restaurant to meet this you know, Thai people, because we moved from LA about two 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 and a half years ago, and we have no friends in, in San Diego at all, no Thai friends. So he said, it's a good time for you to meet Thai people, you know, at least you have Thai friends. I said, okay. So I drove from um, where we live, was in Claremont, down to uh, one of the restaurants, which is quite far, it's like half an hour drive. So I drove there, and the pastor, actually he's sitting here, Pastor Persaud, a persaud, is asking if I accept Christ So I say yes that night Because I say nothing to lose, right? I was a Buddhist before so, But I want to raise my daughter in the church But there's no tight shirt in San Diego So I thought for myself At least she can be raised in you know, the American church So at least she has a moral compass That was my main purpose Then that night, I went home, and I prayed to God. I actually said, if God is real, let me get my money from the sales tomorrow. (laughs) What month was that? What
0: month?
5: That was uh, in December. Okay. Last December. And the next day, in the morning, my husband called me and said, Hey, did you check the bank account? Uh, they told me they already transferred the money to our bank account. Oh. <clears throat> <sighs> then a couple weeks later, I got a chance to uh, go to the revival service in, uh, in L.A. and Pastor Lau lay hand on me. I remembered I cried so much, and I repented that I don't believe in God. I didn't believe in God that day, um, that time, because the way I pray to God, I just say, you know, if you're real... Mm-hmm. You know, reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, uh, my life changed. Um, I go to church every Sunday and I go to Bible study um, because I want to know the Word of God. And we fight less now, my husband and I. We hardly fight. <laughs> he used to say, uh, "I was a tiger before because I used to say, ah ah yeah, ah." Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm a cat. (laughs) So then after that, um, I didn't really have a job because I sold the coffee shops. And I felt like one income is not enough to support, you know, three uh, people, family. So in the beginning of May, I prayed to God that God gave me a job in May. By May, I need to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in desperate need um, I used to work in the hotel before I was a front office manager In, uh, in the hotel in Beverly Hills So I thought, you know, I'm going to get back in the hotel business Then I went to apply for a job at the hotel in Del Mar The general manager interviewed me herself And when she saw my resume And she said, uh, I applied for a front office manager When she saw my resume, she said, oh You have a lot of work experience Why don't you just become my um, assistant general manager? And I say, really? She's like, yes, you have a lot of experience. And she said, but Friday, you have to go and interview with my CEO. I went to an interview with the CEO on Friday. It was the easiest job interview I ever had. <laughs> when he learned that I worked in the hotel in Beverly Hills before, and I met so many um, celebrities and stars to stay in the hotel, we were just gossiping about all the celebrities. That was my job interview. <laughs> <laughs> and they told me to come in. That was Friday. They told me to come in on Monday, which is May 16, to sign the contract to work as an assistant general manager. And they also gave me $2,000 more than what I asked for per year. So, yeah, God always give you more. Super abandoned, super abandoned life. So... Um, in this past six months, I have to say I'm so glad that I got open way that I can stay in the fire of God. I Pastor laid uh, lay hand on me three times now, and today tonight will be the fourth time. <laughs> I'm very excited and very uh, looking forward to. And uh, I encourage everybody stay in the fire of God. Yes, and also. I didn't know how to play piano before but I was uh, wanted to learn but back in Thailand it's very expensive to to take piano classes. Then a couple of months ago Pastor Blas said, you can take one of this keyboard and go and practice at home. You know, I because I want to be in the worship team. They have so many singers already. They don't need the singer. <laughs> they need somebody to play instrument. And I'm like, okay, piano, okay. She's like, yeah, you can play one finger. And I'm like, how is that possible? But then I just I pray to God. And they say, I, I really want to worship God. And, and I really want to play piano. And he gave me that gift. <laughs> I now can play keyboard. I'm not like a professional, but I can play in the worship team. And I thank you, God. There's so many things that God has performed um, on this past six months. So, brother and sister, stay on fire. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
6: <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. God is so real. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs>
7: Good evening, everybody, our brother and sister of Christ. Um, it's my first time here and with my sister from Virginia, and we so thankful to be here, and we so grateful for your love and your uh, support here. It's really amazed me. And um, I just want to tell you the story about my life, and um, before we... I came to United States, so I came from Chinese family with five children in the family, and my dad and my mom didn't have any education. They just not even finished the third grade, and he raised the children by, have a lot of children to have the children help them make money. (laughs) Well, it's like a, you know, normal lifestyle, Chinese family in Thailand, so we... Uh, in the uh, merchant's family, so we sell fruit uh, in Cypriot City in Bangkok. So I grew up, have to work until midnight, and you know, since I was little. And my dad is very abusive, you know, father. So I grew up, I didn't know the true love. So I've been, um, you know, hunger. Hunger for love, and I heard the news when I was 19. uh, With the missionary from uh, United States, went to Thailand. And when I told my dad that I want to change my religions, and he was like, "No way! You're gonna get kicked out of the house if you change." So I'm like, "Okay, what what would I do now?" So I couldn't, you know, at that time. I don't have enough courage at that time. I don't. I did not. I was afraid. Because I don't know how God will take care of me when I got kicked out of the house. So I wasn't sure, you know, at that time. So, But when the time passed by, I got married, moved here. And 20-something years later, I met a lady. At that time, like last year, in June, I remember exactly, I went to the kid's birthday party with my son, and I met her, Kate... uh, She just came and talked to me, and we just have a conversation, and she invited me to the church, and then we finally, okay, okay, I'll go and see what's going on. When I went to the church, I feel really peaceful. I cried right away when I heard the song, worship song for God, and I knew that something is totally different. The reason I went back to church, because... I was in the process of getting divorced with my husband. I hit rock bottom. Even though I have everything, you know, I have home, I have a good job, I have family. But I have a lot of trouble in my heart. I don't have any peace. It's so empty. It's nothing in there. And I went through, like, depression. Have to take medication and don't have anybody to talk to. Go to the therapies and you just talk to the therapies. But it's nothing in there. First day, first time I went back to church, I feel like God filled my heart with love and comfort. It's missing in my life since day one. And this has really changed me. After that, Pickett sent me the video over time. Uh, Dr. Varun, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't like to read that much. So I, I tried to listen to the YouTube, and I select God is good for 25 chapters. And I listened to it straight, and I was like, God is so simple. Why people don't understand God's love? Why? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I can try to move up to the next step. That's really changed me to open my heart to learn about God more. To see what's in the Bible. What God want to communicate with me. What God have planned for my life. And I was in awe, you know. I learned so much from God. And I read one chapter and God said, don't get divorced. So I was like, okay, I don't get divorced. I follow God even though it's so tough, you know, at that time. I pay already ten thousand dollars for the lawyer fee and I'm still, you know, quit that thing and then go to God what God has planned for me, even though I don't know what's the future hold. And my life have turned upside down. Have turned upside down. so I get back with my husband and we have a stronger relationship more than ever thank you thank you and I think the first step is just to go outside your comfort zone you know to reach for the unknown and don't be afraid and when I, um, after that, I look at, listen to so many YouTube videos of Pastor Lau, and I love it so much. And I told my friends and my sister, and I'm like, I got to go see him. I can't stay here any longer. I need to do something, you know. I'm hunger for God word even more, you know, because in our church, we don't have the fire. We don't have speaking tongue. And I'm like, what are these? I want to know. But people change so much. And I went to the church for like, I've been baptized in December last year. And I feel like, why this church is so lonely? Not alive, you know? And I'm like, this is not right. It must be something missing. So I'm, I'm hungry for God's word and God Holy Spirit. So that's why we came here to get the presence of God. <laughs> And um, I'm so thankful to meet all the sisters and brothers here, and especially Pastor Lau and Pastor Da. They're so nice and so kind. Even though they don't know us at all, they just talk to us on the phone a little bit, and they open their home to us. And I'm so thankful. And I just can't thank you, you enough for saving my family. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
6: Thank God for it. Thank God for, for, our, for our leaders. And also all of our young young people, you ought to thank God for your parents as well too, every single day. So thank God for them. We also want to, you know, obviously last week was, last month was pastor appreciation and we wanted to do something to appreciate our pastors at least. So I would like to invite Yogi and Anne to come up. They have just a quick something that they want to say towards our pastors today. Mm,
8: Good morning, church. Our God is a good God. There is no word that we can describe how grateful and thankful we are to have Pastor Law and Pastor De as our pastor. Before we joined this church, uh, somebody told us that Pastor Law will never be available for us. He has two full-time jobs as a neurosurgeon and as pastor. I can say it now that it's not true. When Yogi was sick, he was too weak to talk, so he would send texts to Pasulao, and Pasulao learned how to send a text because uh, he needed to reply to Yogi's text. <laughs> uh, we came to Thai service for the first year that we came to this church. Um, Pasulao would stand beside us to translate during the praise and worship. We were so desperate for God; we had lay hands every Sunday. Um, that's Redis Yogi right now, that he's not bald and gray anymore, he has color, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have an event like a member of this church, and I remember Pastor Lau, Pastor Diane Neil came to our house to pray for us, until now if I have a question for Pastor Lau, I will email him and he will reply to me within two hours, you guys, so that is so awesome, and probably most of you know that I work in the same hospital like Pastor Lau. I've been at Overlake for the last fourteen years. He's truly man of God. From the cleaning people to the nurses and the doctors and the surgeon. I never heard any of them um, give negative comment about our pastor. He is a well respected surgeon who has a great bedside manner. The fact is, because I work in the medical imaging, every single post-operative patient that has complications will come to us. And I never saw any patient that come from Pastulao. So I keep telling people at work that we owe our life to Pastulao and Pastura. Thank you, Pastulao, to teach us how to always focus on God and have to faith, to have faith in Him. And thank you, Pastor Da, who teach me how to love others, to be a better wife and a person. We love you both so much. And may the Lord bless both of you with long, healthy, prosperous life. And thank you for bringing um, the fire of God to our life. Thank you.
2: Good morning, church. I think she covered almost everything that I want to say about Pastor Lo and Pastor Da. First, I just want to thank God for his grace and divine appointment for leading us coming to this church. Back in June 2010, Pastor Law's sister brought us to the revival night for the first time. I'm desperate because the chemo and everything doesn't work. I was diagnosed with cancer. Stage four, March 2010. I strongly felt the fire of God touching me. I feel like the electrical shock and the warm, passive feeling inside my body. Uh, after that moment, we never stopped coming here. Although we come to the Thai surface because I couldn't get up early. I have to take the sleeping pills. And personally, the fire of God changed me to have more compassion, love, and Oh, sorry, and patient toward others. So we are grateful for both Pasula and Pasuda as being used by God to spread the gospel and for the fire of God. There is one song that really touched my heart about the fire of God. Hopefully I don't mind if I sing it today as the Holy Spirit reminded me that the presence of God is available for everyone who is hungry and longing for it. Just one glimpse of His glory Just one touch of His hand I will never be the same Because God's Spirit is flowing through my faith we sing glory to the Father glory to the Son Holy Spirit fill us up till we are one, like the fire, but inside us. I cannot continue He will change us and we will not be the same Praise God for Fire of God Praise God
6: Amen. 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 Amen 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 I know I know you understand what I'm about to say, but uh, so we don't un- we don't worship the individual people, but we worship the God in whom the individual people love, and they have, pl- have been such a great example to us all. So let us not be. Again, just a time where we all feeling thankful because Thanksgiving is around the corner and appreciate our pastors. But let us always have a spirit of appreciating our pastor. So when I ask pastor to come up this morning, why don't we give a big thanks? Why don't we give our appreciation to let him know he and his wife, we love them. We care for them. Pastor, thank you.
0: thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> thank you. You can be seated.
9: Thank you very much. Um, Pastor Lau and I also appreciate all the pastors and leaders um, among us who work so hard uh, for all of us. We also appreciate all the people who, all of you, who have come to support this church and the vision that God has for this one. Pastor Lau and I consider it the grace of God to have each and every single one of you in our life. And we never take it for granted at all. I, we wish that we would be able to be close to you, but we know that because of, you know, the time, 24 hours is limited, <laughs> limited time. So, but we will try our best to be able to get to be close to each and every single one of you. Because we love you so much, and even if we don't have a chance to talk to you every week but you are always in our heart and in our mind thank you
4: thank you, thank you Pastor. Yes.
0: <laughs> Pastor Dan, i would like to thank everybody including uh, the leadership Some of them have been in our church from the first day, faithfully served. Most of us who are leaders here are volunteers. They don't take any uh, money from the church day and night. They work so hard running the care group, meeting people, doing administrative work. A lot of people work so hard without pay. Pastor Kenny has been a worship leader without salary, you know, most churches in the world, the whole worship team is paid, including the drummer, everybody get paid. Our church, everybody serve voluntarily because they love God. We build this culture in our church from the first day, from starting from me, volunteering, because we want to tell American society here that serving the Lord is not a profession, it's a calling and we do out of dedication, not because we have a paycheck. Whether we have a paycheck or not, it doesn't matter. We still serve him fully. And our leaders in this church serve the Lord fully. The pastor, elders, and all the ministry leaders, all the workers serve God fully. So we appreciate this church cannot run without all of you. And thank you for being here. Um, I never forgot when I walked into this building the first minute. God reminded me why this church exists. Because in 1987, God spoke to me when I put my head on the pillow every single night for 30 days straight. Every night when I came back from Harborview Hospital being a resident, and I went to bed at midnight 1 a.m., I heard the voice of God, Son could you please take care of my sheep? There are many people in this city that even though they go to church, but they are not taken care of. Can you take care of them for me? And I say no for one month until the last day, 30 days. I say yes, because at that time I have all the excuses. I'm a doctor, I'm a resident, I don't have time, I'm not a preacher, I never go to Bible school, blah, 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 blah. And eventually I say, yes. Within one month, the church started. And that is in my heart all this year. I am a shepherd. I care for the sheep. You are in my heart all the time. I always think how you can grow, how you can be strong, how your family will do well. Because that is the heart of the Father in heaven that worked through me towards you. My life, Pastor Dar's life, and the pastor in this church are the manifestation of the heart of God toward you. We are human beings; by nature, we are selfish people. But we live this life for you and for Jesus, just because the Lord worked through us to show you that how much the Lord loves you. So, I want to confirm the Father in heaven loves you so much that he called a man like me to pastor the church. And this is the manifestation of the love of God. We want you to grow. And not only that, tell you the truth. Not only you, but we even think about your kids, your grandkids, because we think about the next generation. So if you notice my style of preaching and doing things in this church, I never compromise because... I believe if I compromise, I damage you and damage the children and the grandchildren. We need to stay on the right course so that we will get to the end together and get into the finish line together. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Before we give love offering, I'd like to ask Nui to give a quick testimony. Can you give quick testimony how your faith and your giving... Bring a breakthrough to your life.
10: Um, Actually, I uh, I was unemployed uh, since last year in um, September, and it was like about six months. You know, Alice and me, we live very close. She's my neighbor, and I uh, and I sometimes I I ask her if is is her company hiring, you know, and then she said no, and then and then I like to ask her from time to time and she's like no and then, but then but then in march the 10th um, she then i asked her again and she and she was gone and she's like she texted me and she said check your email and then she she went to craigslist and she posts like five or six um, job lists for me and then i was like looked at it and said like, no that's not the one but the thing is that um, I used to work as an escrow assistant. i have been trained for, for, for four, year, uh, four months, and then I got laid off. But then there's the list, one of the lists said escrow assistant. You know, I, 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 uh, I was just trained for four months, so I didn't really um, update my resume because it's only four months. But then when, once I see the job list that she posted for me, and, and I begin to update my resume, at that day, I was at the care group on Thursday at Justin's house. I, I, I quickly updated my resume and my cover letter and sent it to, to the company that, that I would like to work for. I, I submitted at 5 o'clock. Then we started care group, I went, and then I went home. You know, when I went home about 10 o'clock, I checked my, on my email. And there's an email from my manager said, Can you come? Uh, for an interview tomorrow. And, and, and then I replied, yes. And then she replied, she, she replied me, said, can you come at noon? I showed up at noon. And I have two people interview me on that day, on Friday. And when, after a short meeting, I, I came home. Within half an hour, she called me back and said, can you come for a second interview next week? You can, you know, like Monday or Wednesday. And I said, I want to come on Monday. So I, I showed up on Monday met um, the owner of the company. And my owner said, you know what? My two managers really likes you. They're very impressed with you. But I think I was, in my heart, I was I was thinking, you know, I only have four months of training. And my resume, I had, I, it's not, it's, it's nothing to impress, but I know God is behind it. And... And, and, and then he said, you know, I have one more candidate. I would like to see that, that, that person also. At that time, I was thinking, Lord, I really want that job right on the spot. I want, them to, I want him to offer the, the, uh, the job right on the spot. But then, but then I, I, after I shook hands with both of them, I walked. And my manager said, I'll call you. <laughs> At that time, I know that that job is mine. And then one day passed by, nothing happened. And then um that um on, on Thursday again, she emailed me and she said, Can I have your reference? Three or four references. I gave her references. And next day on Friday, she she called me and said, We would like to offer you a job. Can you come today? I said, Yes. <laughs> and Pastor Lau was saying about uh about giving. You know, at that time I I uh, you know, when, when, once you're unemployed, you're in budget. You're kind of tight and you kind of budget, you know. And one thing is that it's really helped me to learn how to use money wisely. But the thing is that once you in budget, you t- tend to save and keep it to yourself because you don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? But I, I decided to give. I decided to go out of my way, like give to other people more than I, you know, like it's not ten or twenty dollars that I give. I give more. I give to I give to the point that my heart feels like, oh, that is a lot. But I decided to give because I feel like once I give, when I treat other people, once I pay for other people's bill, I feel like, God, I trust you. My faith starts to rise. Before I don't have any faith, I'm seriously, I I don't have faith. I'm struggling with faith. But I trust in God, but I'm struggling with faith. But once I give that big amount to God and to other people and to treat other people, my, my faith starting to, like, you know, God, I trust you. I, I give to other people. I know that you will take care of me. And I really, really and I believe that once I, the reason I get a job is because I, I give. So I want to... And one thing is, I want to give you a short one. You know, um, when I went to a care group, right, Justin said, why don't we pray that after you finish your unemployment claim you get a job right away you know on the 20th of march is my last day for me to claim unemployment and you know what on the 21st of march is my first day at work i i just want to say thank you at and your thank salary. you
0: more than what you expect you get more than what you think in your heart god you know you when more. when
10: um, when uh, when when i was interviewing um, the my, my manager i was asking me how much you get paid my previous <laughs> previous you know so i i told i told her how much it is but the thing is that so on that day when i accept uh, accept the job my um how about this on my way driving to accept my job. I was telling God, God, I have not get raised for a long, long time. And I and I wouldn't dare to request too much. If I request too much, then I'd be like, oh, we are looking for this, but you request for this. So we were looking for someone else. So I I, I just like being honest, like, okay, I get this much. But then when i on my way on driving to, to this job, and I was like, God, do you remember... A while back ago, I was interviewed, and then they said that they're going to give me, they look at the chart, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, since I don't have any experience, they're going to give me this amount. And then the manager said, since I like you, I give you $2.50 more at that time. But then this time I was driving, said, Lord, I haven't received any raise for a long time. I would like to get. I, I was telling him, God, do you remember like last last time you did it for me, and I even didn't even ask you, but this time I'm asking you to do the same thing, you know. Before I before I leave to the work, I calculate this much. I will get this much if I if she give if they gave me this much. But when I when I sat down and then the, and then the owner said, you know, we will not give you. Um, hourly, but we'll give you salary. And he said, we'll give you this much. I was shocked. I was like, sitting quiet. And my, my manager said, is that okay with you? <laughs> I said,
0: more than before.
10: More than, more than I calculate. Hmm. You see? It's, it's, I mean, the salary is more than hourly that I get. And then, but I really thank God that I happen to calculate how much it is before I leave. But then they say, I will give you this much. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> God. So I just want to thank God and 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 God never come late. Seriously, He never late. Thank you. So thank
0: you. God is good. Yeah. Thank you so much. I add a little bit more. About a month ago, we met her in Chinatown uh, and ate some Chinese noodle or something. It's a Chinese noodle. Just we ordered and ate, and then she said, I will pay for you today. I look at Pastor Da, I, no way. you still unemployed. How can I let you pay for me? I need to pay for you. And she insisted to pay for that dinner for us. And we said, okay, I want you to be blessed, to give. She also gave to another person too. So you can see here that we never outgive give God. Amen? If we have the spirit that I'm poor, I cannot give, then you can stay poor. But if you learn how to give, God will
3: bless you more. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com.
6: I'm so th- Bye.